Duckstack 41, Dregs Draught. The future of parch? Drinkable parchment. Duckstack, part of this balanced breakfast. I've procured a microphone. You may have noticed. The Duckstack will be hitting your brain in 3D. Today's art is Slow Motion Explosion by Nam Das. A picture of hands and coral and flowers in a very natural, in the, in the nature sense, plants and animals, very vibrant sense, arrayed against a black background. I'm reading this from a crystal ball, and you're sitting across from me. An ornate hood cowls my eyes. You tremble in anticipation. What will this reveal about you? About me? Not that you believe in this sort of stuff. It's just sort of for fun, right? Nobody really believes in it. But there's a kernel of doubt in you. Even when someone tells you something blatantly wrong, when it's said with enough confidence, it shakes you. You're a little bit of an adrenaline junkie to be here, to risk being shaken, to hear that moment of being told something with confidence that you have no idea what it means or what basis it has, whether it will have power over you or not. I'm reading too much into this. It was literally free, you think. Stop thinking so loud. You are distracting me, I say. I reach my hands out, and from the crystal ball I extract the duck stack. Section. Anti-history. You may have noticed killing children is temporarily illegal. The most radical liberals I know all hate children very much, which is why they go into education. They wanted to be an astronaut, but instead became avatars of misandry incarnated into an ideological body of malice and caffeine, which causes a little bit of guilt, because they're letting their younger selves down. And now, you want to talk about more children? Don't you know how children look at them? You can't fix that guilt by telling them that killing kids is murder, because that's literally the point. The least radical liberals I know don't hate children very much at all. In fact, they aren't even trying to make children put on drag shows for men caked in makeup. But they do like women and don't want women to be in pain, which pregnancy causes. Now, if you're a mathematician, you might get out your measuring cup and put all the people in it and notice there is a current number of pregnancies causing women pain. Write that number down. Now, since you're a mathematician, meaning you're an utilitarian, an obvious and effective solution would be to make them stop being pregnant, right? Why didn't anyone think of this sooner? As I've mentioned, they legitimately don't have any idea why anyone would object. But they also don't really have any understanding of how the pregnancies got there in the first place. They can't do backwards or forwards. One of the fundamental liberal categorical imperative baseline drives is abolishing causality. At one point, they heard about causality and decided on a very animalistic level that it was a lunatic and deranged and evil, so now they just shoot at it whenever any wild causalities are spotted near their yard. You see, there are just all these unwanted pregnancies floating out there, just a stuck, fixed quantity. And there are also all these abortions, just in nature, hiding in the tall grass. Perhaps you will stumble on one on your way to Lavender Town. But you can't, like, do anything about this. If you ban abortion, they'll just get abortions in bathtubs, and then you're killing women. And there's also a bunch of LGBT people born that way. And there's a bunch of races in prison. And there's a bunch of women making less money than men. But there's no cause for any of it. And there's no way to cause a solution. It's not that they think you're racist, it's that they think you're hurting 
hurting races for no reason. Understand that even if you get them to finally listen, they aren't going to accept your solutions because they don't think effects exist. The patriarchy doesn't even cause feminist oppression. It's just a fixture that hurts women for no reason, serving no purpose. It's what you hit because you hate feminist oppression. And men. They tell me, you can't stop kids from having sex. Solutions, in their minds, are literally cruel. The only thing to do is to administer band-aids and morphine and build a nice comfy bureaucracy to ensure the safety and effectiveness of child execution methods. How can we ever claim to be civilized otherwise? Section. History. We have unearthed fossilized dinosaur remains and deep-fried them. My little one, waving his legs in the air. My pants are astronauts. These leaves are special. You can eat them. Like a caterpillar? Here, want to try? Okay, but I am not a caterpillar. I am not hungry. I think he liked it. We tried our hands at imagining heating quiche and imaginary eating it for imaginary not food poisoning. We know how our oven works now. Little, little one, you have a very wet nose this morning, like a dog. This caused a fit of the loudest laughter I may have heard from him in his entire life. I didn't know I was a doggy. I didn't know that. In our church, it's traditional for women to receive treats for Mother's Day. But the little one knows what the treats are for. Ah, my cupcake to me. The littlest one was being given a bath by my wife, and he naturally bit her nose, so she was like, ack, and put her face in the water, which he watched, and then copied her, sticking his face in the water, and then he was like, ack, too. This interaction is a little hard to describe, but it's vital that you understand that he saw her do it and stuck his head right under the water with her and was like, ack. <laughs> is it charging my game? Asked the little one. Yep. Oh. That's very nice of the game charger. The dinosaurs I mentioned are chicken nuggets, shaped like dinosaurs. We cooked a whole batch and left them with the little one and came back and found all their heads were missing. Section. Please imagine this section. Section. The Great Debate. Special guest appearance from my wife today, who will take the role of a person who drinks water, and a special guest appearance from myself, Bob Deduck. Is ice water better than regular water? Objectively speaking, my wife says no. Non-ice water, she argues, allows you to drink larger quantities without suffering from exposure and hypothermia, which I guess could happen if you drink vast quantities of ice water, particularly if you do so while exposed to bad weather conditions, like being in a snowstorm, in a swimsuit. Speaking of which, non-ice water is my preference for swimming pool water. In fact, I've preferred temperatures significantly above frozen every time I have ever gone swimming. For my part, I think this is ridiculous, because ice water provides both liquid and solid, a well-balanced meal. If I was wandering in the desert, I would think I would prefer ice water, as ice water also gives you some emergency projectiles, should the need for such establish itself. Ice cubes are in fact very versatile entertainment. You can drop them from a pie, you can put them under your shoes and slide around, or you can melt them down for their valuable essence if you want to drink more water later. What do you think? The end.